0: Hi, and welcome to the Movie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Boovie Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Boovie Girls to sign up to get access to all of our bonus content, which we did announce we are doing the Bridgerton series next.
1: So it's so funny. I was at a bar a couple of weeks ago. Uh, watching the Suns game Uh and I was walking to the bathroom all of a sudden on the TV there was a commercial with the main light skin guy Uh I literally stopped in my tracks because he's so hot.
0: (laughs) Not about Bridgerton right? No it was like
1: a watch commercial or something. Right because he
0: has moved on to bigger and better things apparently. (laughs) So um, anyway so we'll be starting that here in a couple of weeks Um, so you'll want to sign up because we'll do like the first episode on our regular feed and then everything else on Patreon. Uh, But this week on the podcast we are covering Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Is that what we're calling it? Or we is it to. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? We have Factory? to call it by the book. That's what I've decided. Okay, sounds good.
1: <laughs> well, I have titled this one, The schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Great. Another word I can't spell. I know. Well, I was going to be like, I got a golden ticket. And I thought that was nah. lame. So. Schnozberries.
0: I like schnozberries. it. Schnozberries. <laughs> also,
1: uh-huh. I watched this movie yesterday morning, and I have had... The Oompa Loompa song uh, stuck yeah. in my head for 24 hours.
0: So funny you should say that about songs. I don't know if it's just been so long since I've watched this movie, but I didn't know how many recognizable songs are in mm-hmm. this movie or yeah. like came from this movie that mm-hmm. you see on like commercials these days and like just like on other yeah. tracks. I was like, wait, I know that song. Yeah. Wait, I know that song. Wait, yeah, The only that song
1: <laughs> that I don't fully know or like recognize all that well is the one that the mom sings. Yeah, same. But whatever.
0: Cheer up, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> That's my singing chops <laughs> for you. Uh, all right. So the book was originally published in 1964, and it's written by Roald Dahl, I think is how you say it. Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Um, it has a 4.2 out of 5 on Goodreads. And depending on the uh, version that you have, the pages vary. But we're, we're going to go with the original, which was 193 pages.
1: And the movie came out, or we should say we are covering the original movie adaptation yes. that came out in 1971. It's rated G. Uh, it is available on HBO Max right now if you're interested in re-watching it. Um, it's a or fi- watching it for the first time. Or watching it for the first time, <laughs> which if you've
0: never seen this, I'm sorry about your childhood. I don't know what to say. I don't know. This is a really? little sketch, man. I don't know why we were told as kids to watch this movie. <laughs> lot to say about this movie. Well, I
1: think it's one of those movies like you notice things more as you grow up than what you took it for as a little kid. um. But yeah, so it's a family fantasy musical. It's an hour and 40 minutes long and directed by Mel Stewart. Uh,
0: So the IMDb synopsis reads, a poor but hopeful boy seeks one of the five coveted golden tickets that will send him on a tour of Willy Wonka's mysterious chocolate factory. Mm -hmm. I remember watching this for the first time and thinking like I wanted to be one of these kids. Like it would have been like an absolute dream because if you know uh-huh. me you know i absolutely love chocolate yeah and speaking of you asked me mm-hmm. um to bring uh, some sort of chocolate yes. or candy to our recording so i have brought cadbury <laughs> mini eggs which are supposedly a um easter they are an easter candy I know, but they, you uh, only find them during Easter. this is my petition to for that to make them a year-round thing because they're delicious and that's true you, I, but here, I, I haven't okay. met a single person who says that they, they do not like okay but eggs. here's the thing
1: I feel like since they are only out once a year, I give myself the justification that it's okay that I eat an entire (laughs) giant bag of them because it's only once a year, right? right? If they were all the time, I could not, you know, justify eating a whole bag of them. Yeah, this
0: is my, this was my, um, like backup bag. I've already eaten like two or three (laughs) of these throughout the Easter season. But anyway, so what did you bring? Um, I brought... To keep on brand
1: with what we are doing, I got everlasting Gobstoppers.
0: I, I get what you're saying about being on brand, but let's mm-hmm. listen. Listen, okay. okay? It's Charlie okay. and the Chocolate Factory. Correct. Mine is chocolate. Yours is not. Okay, but mine is actually in the movie. <laughs> like,
1: <it's laughs> let's literally, agree to disagree from
0: the movie. <laughs> let's agree to disagree. Um, All right. So some interesting facts about the book. Uh, The book actually is a a two-parter. There Mm -hmm. is a sequel to the book, which we will not be covering because I don't believe there's a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But the second book is called Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Um, It was written, obviously, again, by Roald Dahl um, in 1971 and published in 1972. He also had planned to write a third book in the series, Mm -hmm. but he never got around to finishing it. Um, the story was inspired by his experience of chocolate companies during um, when he was a kid the reason I brought Cadbury and it's kind of mm-hmm. on brand is because um, Cadbury would often send packages to school kids in mm. exchange for like their opinions on new products social media
1: posts <laughs> yeah exactly
0: um, so the two biggest um, chocolate companies in England at the time when he was growing up was Cadbury and Round Trees, which I've never heard mm. of um, but they often uh, tried to steal each other's secrets oh, okay. and would send in spies as employees ah. to, to one another, which kind of sprouted this idea that yeah. he got for this, um, for this story basically. Um, and then uh, let's see uh, Roald Dahl's widow um, claimed that Charlie was originally supposed to be a little black boy. Um, oh. Dahl's biographer said that he ch- changed it to a white character um, based off of his agent who thought that it, it wouldn't um, appeal to many readers if the kid was black, which I'm like, if that were the case now, like, you would be considered, like, that that would have been a smart move. Yeah. And the fact that it was, like, not a good move back in the day, which, I mean, understandable at well, the time. But
1: I mean, it's funny cause that they say, at least in the book, at least, it could, you, they, they don't specify Charlie as a little white boy. They
0: don't, but it's know? pretty, I mean, it's pretty clear. At least, like, this book has illustrations. You can't, like.
1: Yeah, but it's not like they're colored in illustrations. I guess, well. I don't know
0: probably not the original yeah you're probably right um uh to keep with in in line with that in the first published published edition of the book the oompa loompas were described as african pygmies Mm -hmm. um and were drawn kind of um in that Uh, way in the original print edition Um, but once they announced that a film adaptation of the book was going to be um, released the NAACP expressed concern that the kind of transportations of of bringing the Oompa Loopas Mm -hmm. from Loompa Land uh, basically insinuated slavery which I mean it did let's be real Um, so Dahl basically decided that like he didn't want to do that because you know that would have been Pretty problematic even at that time uh so basically from that like moving on from that edition and, and moving forward they were kind of drawn as more white even though they're orange in this case um kind of more similar to hippies not so much kind of that african um background yeah, if you I will
1: yeah, i mean then the edition that i did it they were like really small and like had like spiky hair
0: That's what they look like. I think that's the same edition that I I read too. Um, There's also various unused material from his early versions of this book that um, had... More, uh, a total of nine golden tickets being given out to to kids. And then there's other parts of the factory that you get to see and stuff too. But he obviously, I'm assuming through editing and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, decided to kind of condense it. Um, But yeah, the, you know, uh, unused stuff had more rooms, more temptations, Mm -hmm. you know, testing the kids like self-control.
1: Which is what I I mean, which is what this movie and book do. Like you just keep wanting more of the the factory. Like half of this movie is the gathering of the golden tickets. So it's like, can we get to
0: it? I want to get to the factory. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's
1: definitely true. So
0: yeah, those are some of the fun facts, if you will, of the book.
1: All right. So the movie does have a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which is 91, 91, which is very high, which is funny because you said, you know, we, in my mind, I grew up on this movie. I've known this movie forever. I can't remember the first time I saw it. Um, Me I just feel like it was like ingrained in my mind when I was born,
0: <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, ag- that's aggressive, but okay. I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's
1: just some things that you're like, yeah, I obviously watch that all the time as a little kid, but you can't pinpoint the first time you actually saw it. Maybe my mom knows. <laughs> so, um, however, the budget for the movie was $3 million. This movie only grossed. And I don't know if this is just box office numbers, $616,000. Wow. So wait, six hundred. $16,000. Yeah. So not much. Yeah. Like totally tanked not in the world. Not even close to budget. <laughs> yeah. So in the world of tanking, I would say this tanked, but
0: it's one of the most well-known movies in the world. It's one of those where it became popular probably after it's, not mm-hmm. after it's time, but like after it came out of the movies yeah. and stuff.
1: So it was nominated for one Oscar. It was nominated for best music scoring adaptation and original song score, which is, I, I, it drives me nuts on IMDb, which I could do more research on my own, but I hate where it says it was nominated and didn't win. Can you please just tell me what won instead?
0: Hmm. Can that's what you, I would can like. Can you click on the
1: award to see? Mm-mm. Huh. Interesting. Nope. You can just click on the people who were nominated.
0: Yeah. Um, if you're wondering what that clocking is, we will be eating throughout this entire episode, <laughs> so you'll be hearing a lot of ASMR of us eating. Yeah. It's the job. <laughs> hope it's hope a, that's okay. It's a
1: jawbreaker in my mouth. <laughs> also like salivating this is not a good idea I should probably stop
0: (laughs) yeah you probably should um but so that award doesn't sound familiar so I'm assuming they probably changed the award over the years
1: I mean it's like best song or best best score score. it sounds like they
0: comboed now they do them separate right don't they do best song and best score yeah so which is interesting
1: because like you said before there's a ton of songs that came out of this Mm -hmm. movie that are very well known yeah uh so the film so this is interesting so the film was actually originally financed By the Quaker Oats Company. So, you know, like the oatmeal company. Which hoped to tie in their new candy bar intended that they intended to bring to the market around the same time that the movie was going to come out. So they're like, great, we're going to release these chocolate bars, release the movie. Great, right?
0: Like with the Wonka branding?
1: Yes. Oh. So, when the film was released, the company began marketing the Wonka chocolate bar. However their formula was off and they couldn't get the chocolate bars from stopping to melt while they were <laughs> still in the stores. So they had to take them off the market. Oh my gosh. So Quaker sold that brand to a St. Louis based, um, Sunline incorporated, um, which is later became the Nestle company, mm. um, via Roundtree, tree. Ah, okay. What you were talking about. Um, not long after that. So <laughs> Sunline was able to actually brand, the, the chocolate and it was a huge success um, through the early um, 2010s um, so as we were talking about earlier the movie is called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate mm-hmm. Factory because they had this underlying plan to push out and market uh, these chocolate bars and that's why they changed it from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate that Factory that makes a
0: lot of sense mm-hmm. but however but it clearly failed yeah well <laughs> clearly <laughs> But, I
1: mean, it was, I will say, I don't, I, I feel like there was a lot more Wonka candies out before. Like, you can't, like, I'm pretty sure the Gobstoppers were marketed as Willy, Wonka, mm. w- Willy Wonkas, and now they're no longer, so. I
0: honestly can't even tell you if I've seen, like, a Wonka something out in, a, like, Recently. in the stores. We're really, like, really? Okay. Hmm. maybe I just never paid attention. Probably.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, we will probably throughout this. Talk a little bit. We do know that there is another adaptation that came out, you know, not too long ago starring Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. which is called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yep. And they actually do keep a little bit more closely to the book, actually, yep. than, than this one does. I know. So. I was
0: getting confused. I was like, wait a minute. That happens in the movie. Oh, no, it doesn't. It's yeah, in it's the, the other, other movie. one.
1: <laughs> so this movie was shot in Munich, Germany. Um, and, really? Yeah. Interesting. So, however... They ended up having to, the producers had to cast and recruit the Oompa Loompas from outside of Germany, because at the time they couldn't find a whole lot of um, little people who were acting. So they, (laughs) they ended up casting a lot of Germans and, you know, other European countries. And a lot of them didn't speak English. So if you know, you can actually notice in the movie during their songs, some of them aren't singing at
0: all because (laughs) they don't know the words. That's pretty funny. And I don't think I did notice that. No also that's a big difference from older movie to newer movie too i remember when i watched the new movie i was like oh my god it's the same guy yeah it's just one guy and like that was such a like iconic moment in the original mm-hmm. that they were all yeah. different shapes not mm-hmm. sizes but like they all looked different yeah so i i, I remember very vividly like not liking that yeah. in the second well, adaptation however
1: it is said that they only use 10 10- little people for the Oompa Loompas. But still, it's still.
0: still a variety enough. Correct. That- um,
1: Nine of them are men and one was a woman.
0: Ah. Were no. you able to pick out the woman? No,
1: cause I didn't read that till after I watched uh. it. I probably would have, if I, if I noticed <laughs> that before, um, I had heard this before, um, that they actually know the scene where they go into the chocolate room mm-hmm. and all the kids go running. They didn't show the kids that scene until the second that they walked in. So they started filming mm-hmm. the very, or sorry, the, the set. So they wanted to get like the actual reactions of the kids. And I thought that was
0: really cool that they did that. That's awesome.
1: Um, (laughs) One of the scenes, which I, I don't know how set directors do it. I would just get so annoyed of having to reset scenes constantly. (laughs) So, you know, the scene where Veruca is in with the golden geese, and she Mm -hmm. sings her song and she throws things everywhere. They shot that scene 39 times. Every single time they had to reset that scene.
0: I mean that doesn't even seem like a lot. I feel like there's got to be cases where that's not even that high of a number.
1: Think about how how much she trashed that that whole room. True. I like you clean it up. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. Thirty nine. Right.
0: I wonder what was going wrong. Like why they had to keep reshooting.
1: I mean, they're kid actors. Maybe she True. forgot lines or <laughs> freaking Veruca. Veruca. Um, one of the big differences actually is. Um, if you notice in the book, the um, the hat that Willy Wonka wears mm-hmm. is described as black yep. in the movie. It's brown. And, but he still has the iconic purple or whatever. Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka costume sold in 2012 for $74,000. That's it. Yeah. I would have thought that would have been way more. Way more. Cause I remember cause the elf costume from Will Ferrell's mm-hmm. elf costume sold this past year, I think for like a couple million dollars.
0: Yeah. You're telling me Willy Wonka is not as famous as Elf.
1: Right. I thought that was kind of crazy. Uh, so you did say earlier that there is a sequel to this book. Mm-hmm. They did not make a sequel to the movie because reportedly Roald Dahl was so angry at the way that they uh, they adapted this. movie oh, no. That he was like refused to give them permission for the next
0: movie. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I, it's probably for the best. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, I just don't even
0: know that story at all, so I don't know. I know, and I don't intend to read the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. I mean, it's one of these movies you could go on for days and read about all the nuances and oh, the sure. interlockings of this mm-hmm. movie, So, but those are fun things that I picked out. All right, so moving on to the cast I mentioned earlier, Gene Wilder. Um, obviously plays the infamous... Willy Wonka.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he was actually born with the name Jerome Silberman. Don't that know is, where Gene Wilder came from. That is but not as
0: cool of a name.
1: No. Um, <laughs> he was in Young Frankenstein. Um, and he was also in a movie that boyfriend Ray and I watched not too long ago. Um, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. And it's just like a silly. He plays a deaf guy who befriends a blind guy. And there's like a murder that happens.
0: Is it supposed or, to be scary?
1: Uh, no, it's kind of like a it's like a funny movie, but oh. it's like a. I was gonna say, have you ever seen the lethal weapon movies? But I know that's that's a no. No, <laughs> but anyways, it's kind of like a like a crime type movie, but it has like a underlying funny tone to it. So. All right. Um, however, uh, sadly, he did die in 2016 um, due to complications of Alzheimer's, so, which is very sad. Um, after reading the script he said he was only going to take this role under one condition and is if they allowed him to do the famous limp that he does as mm. he comes out. Wait, why? Um, He said that he really thought that by doing that, you didn't know if Willy Wonka was lying or telling the truth or who he really was. That's very true. And it kind of set the stage. And for some reason he really wanted to do it and said that that would be the only way he would take the role. I like
0: it because I mean, you know, If you know the story, you know that he hasn't been seen for over 10 years. So no one really knows what he's supposed Mm -hmm. to look and feel like. Right. So he totally like, you know, pulled a fast one on him. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know about you, but uh, Gene Wilder, at least in this Mm -hmm. role, has forever been a creepy character to me. Even though he's supposed to be a, you know, lovable guy and it's part of a children's movie. Like I have always gotten the creeps. By like from by Willy, Wonka. Willy Wonka.
1: Yeah. See, I thought Johnny Depp was creepier. Than, well, I think that Gene was intentional. Like
0: that was more because it's almost like he when you play a role that's already been played. Yeah. To a certain extent, you kind of have to mirror it in yeah. a way. Well, to me, Johnny Depp was like. It was kind of s- stupid the way that he did it. Yeah. Not like if you like that version. Sorry. But yeah. I, but like with Gene, it was like you weren't sure if you should like him or not like him. Is he the guy that has like the white van that tells you, Hey kids, I have some candy. Like, (laughs) come on over.
1: I understand what you're saying. And I feel like I've thought of, I've thought that for a very long time. However, we were watching it this time and I don't know if I've just never picked up on this, but his sarcasm in this movie is really funny. And then I don't think I ever, that that makes it so much more humane than I think the craziness, because there's like the one time where, um, Mike TV's running to like put himself in the TV and he's like, no, don't stop. (laughs) And it's just like, and it's just something that I hadn't picked up on before. Yeah. And he does it a
0: couple of times during the movie. So, well, and that know. specifically his, his like comebacks to my TV are evident in the book too, yeah. right? Like he's very much like, oh, I can't hear you. You should really stop mumbling. What did <laughs> you say? Like, he's very yeah. sarcastic with him. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that definitely comes through. I but, don't know. I've just always had a weird vibe from him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, Gene Wilder is Willy Wonka. So, right. I don't know what else you can say about it. That's fair. <laughs> so I'm looking at my notes here. And I have another fun fact that I accidentally put under Gene Wilder, but it's for the movie, but it's actually really interesting. So sorry for like the (laughs) random interjection, but I, uh, the chocolate river Mm -hmm. in the chocolate room, uh, was made up of 150 gallons of water, real chocolate and cream. And the the film, filmmakers actually, um, made this formula because originally the concoction that they've um, used turned this like blood red or, or whatever. Oh. So they had to, in- they had to include this cream and it just smelled terrible, Ooh. I guess, because think about cream that just well, and sits out. Poor um,
0: Augustus just has to eat it or drink yeah. it.
1: The guy who plays Augustus says that it, he described it as dirty, stinky water. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. Um, also in here, a lot of the chocolate bars um, in the movie are wood. What? Wood. Wood. <laughs> What, it's not real chocolate sorry to d- disappoint you well, that's sad yeah
0: so you're um, telling me everything is not eatable it is not all eatable
1: but the snozberries taste like, snozz like snozzberries. Snozzberries. <laughs> all right moving on to charlie who's a little boy in the movie obviously played by peter um Ostrom. Ostrom? oystrom i don't know it's the only movie he did he is self-credited in about 11 movies but it
0: that's like More as so his, as himself.
1: Yeah. It's like if you, so if they are doing a movie about Willy Wonka and the chocolate oh, factory, gotcha. they get credited in it. Got so it. yeah, he was actually offered a three picture contract after this movie and he turned it down. Not sure what the movies were. Um, but he, when he was already over, he it. was done. Um, interesting though enough, he was, he was going through puberty during this movie. And so by the time he re, it was done and he returned to school, He had changed so much, like physically, Mm -hmm. that a lot of the kids barely even recognized him.
0: I feel like that's the ideal situation. Yeah, for sure. Because think about it, like Rupert Grint and like Daniel Radcliffe probably hated having to go back to school.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, You can actually hear uh, in the film when he's singing, um, I've got a golden ticket. His voice cracks during that scene. (laughs) Um, One thing that I thought was a really nice nod um, and... Homage to to Gene Wilder that when he passed away in 2016, Peter changed his social media profile to a former child star, veterinarian, inherited a chocolate factory on August 29th, 2016. Aww. Isn't that sweet? That is true. Oh, because he died. So he, yeah. Oh, that's, that's really, not really sweet. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so interesting that he never went on to do any other movies. Um, uh, I did read that a lot of the girls, all the young girls had mm-hmm. a big crush on him while filming. Interesting. Yeah.
0: He's. Do you think he still gets royalties? For sure. Why they would he, all do? Why would he need to do anything else? I just, you know, you're a kid though. <laughs> like you think like, I he mean, probably honestly, it was probably the best decision of his life. Cause he didn't get like sucked into the, like the child star. True. You know, vortex. Yeah,
1: for real. <laughs> All right, moving on to Grandpa Joe, Charlie's grandpa, played by Jack Albertson. Um, if you look on the movie poster, um, the only two that are really like star credited are Gene Wilder and Jack um, Albertson. Charlie's not even on like the big yeah, he's probably a
0: nobody <laughs> titles. Back then. Yeah,
1: um, he was in. Uh, he won an Oscar actually for a supporting role in The Subject of Roses, um, which is a really old movie. And then he was also in um, his voice was in the Fox and the Hound, uh, and then he did die in 1981 um, at the age of 74 to colon
0: cancer. Oh wow, so he was really old. When yeah. Well, there. in the book he's he's
1: described by what 96 90. and a half yeah. or 98 <laughs> and a half, so he's supposed to be really old. Yeah. In, the, in the book, that's true. I would say he's probably like in his eight, maybe his 80s, yeah, six, seven, late 70s, maybe in the movie. That's fair. So, I don't know, Grandpa Joe,
0: Grandpa Joe gotta love him gotta
1: love grandpa joe he's um i liked grandpa joe better in the movie than in the book in the book he kind of annoys me why i don't know i just i guess it's different because i mean i guess it's i can say it here charlie's dad is in the book Mm -hmm. and so grandpa joe in the movie is like really kind of that father figure for charlie that's true and i think that's so important in the story where you don't get that in the book you kind of just it's like his old grandpa who's like (laughs) excited about the chocolate and like, and in the book, grandpa Joe's kind of more cynical about the whole thing. Like in the movie, grandpa Joe's so like, it's going to happen to you. Like he's so hopeful and like encouraging of the whole thing. So I don't know. I love, I I thought Jack Alberson did great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, everybody in this movie in general, like, Fits the bill, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they did a good job. Um, all right.
1: Moving on to Veruca Salt, who is one of the Golden Ticket girls, uh, played by Julie Dawn Cole. Um, it was her very first movie. She went on to do some other stuff. I didn't recognize anything. Um, she is still alive. Uh, she's, like, great in, like, being awfulness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you hate her, but she's so good in yeah. this. No, I agree.
0: <laughs> I I I'm trying to think who nowadays would be a good Veruca Salt. Oh gosh, like who's a who's a who's just bratty? Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm sure I can think of it. But I feel like I just don't know very many like young actors anymore. <laughs> I know. Well,
1: I'm it's trying terrible. to think of who played it in in the new newer version. I know. I can't even I can't even recognize or yeah, remember those. I don't anyway. know. But yeah, I thought she was great. Uh, moving on to Violet Beauregard, who um, is the one who you know turns into the blueberry played by Denise uh, Nickerson. Um she did pass away in 2019 at the age of 62 due to a seizure. Um mm-hmm. I did read cuz I said earlier how all the girls had crushes on Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um she really fought them very hard when she had to pick her nose in this movie because she thought it was <laughs> so embarrassing to do it in front of the guy that she liked. So she didn't want to do it but they,
0: you know, inevitably that told is her to hilarious. do it. <laughs> I, I would have fought hard to. Yeah.
1: Uh, moving on to Mike TV, who is the little gun, gunslinger in the mo- in the <laughs> movie, played by Paris Themin. I think this was his first and only movie. Um, he ended up going on to do other things, including becoming a Walt Disney uh, Imagineer.
0: Oh, which I thought was kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. So
1: he's, his character is so funny
0: to me. <laughs> so, well, I don't know if I just never paid attention how literal their names are. Yeah. Like how the grandparents are like Joe and Josephine mm-hmm. and George and Georgina yeah. and Mike TV and he loves yeah. TV. Like it was just, yeah. I don't think I ever noticed it that <laughs> heavily.
1: All right. And then going on or moving on to everyone's favorite uh, chubby kid, Augustus <laughs> Gloop um i i say
0: it right i say augustus augustus glue you're gonna say how his mom says
1: it um <laughs> him and uh bruce bold from uh matilda mm. also by roald Dahl, are very similar characters um bruce is a much more uh he's the one that eats the cake oh yeah you oh
0: yeah that? i've seen that scene yeah
1: so <laughs> but very similar um played by michael bolner Um, He is from Munich, so he's Mm. German, Um, and this is his only movie, and then he's been self-credited in some other
0: things, so a lot
1: of these kids didn't go on to do much, which, you know, for better or or for
0: worse, but... Hey, as long as they're still raking in the dough, who cares? Why
1: not? But it's so funny (laughs) because uh, Michael, who plays, or the real-life guy, he looks like just a grown version of Augustus. (laughs) Like, it's just so funny. Like, it's what you thought he would grow up to look like, and he did. That's so funny. (laughs) But that's it. There's other characters, but those were the main ones. I
0: mean, yeah, obviously. It's time for Who Said It? Your first quote is, Mr. Willy Wonka is the most amazing, the most fantastic, the most extraordinary chocolate maker the world has ever seen. Grandpa Joe. Yeah. Uh, Next one reads, I love it. It's like being on a roller coaster. Mm. Mike TV? Mm, Charlie. Charlie last one there's enough chocolate in there to fill every bathtub in the entire country and all the swimming pools as well Willy Wonka yeah (laughs) it was hard because it was like most of the stuff depending on who said it it was very clear who said it yeah Um, we're not obviously going to do F Mary Kill because this is technically a children's movie (laughs) I would marry Willy Wonka we'll just go with that I would not I would and I would live in his chocolate factory (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the chocolate factory I don't want to marry him he's weird (laughs) He's a weirdo. I would have been that kid that would, like, have been super skeptical of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's really going on here?
1: <laughs> then you would have definitely not won the prize. No, not at all. <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. So the movie opens with a bunch of kids um running out of school and running to Billy's candy shop. Uh, Billy in the movie is kind of like... He's kind of creepy, too, to be honest. <laughs> um, But he's, like, this kind of, like... I don't know. Just kind of like charismatic candy man Mm -hmm. type guy. He gets his own song and everything Um, in the book. He's like described as this kind of like really big guy and like the actual chocolate shop or candy shop is not,
0: a huge part of the book. Really. Well, I don't think it's fully a candy mm. shop. It's like they sell other things there yeah, too. It's almost like a,
1: just a convenience <laughs> store yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So um, he does talk about the new scrum Diddlyumptious emptious bar. Um, <laughs> and that's when he starts singing his song. I did see somewhere that I guess during, you can see it in the scene where he opens up um, like, the countertop for the kids mm. and he accidentally hits one of the girls in the face <laughs> but
0: of course I didn't notice it but. also yeah I agree he's definitely kind of creepy like when he goes to like hug the girls who are sitting on the bar stools. Mm-hmm. I'm like get away from the children
1: <laughs> maybe that's just us being jaded and watching a lot of true crime things maybe, or at least I, I don't know
0: <laughs> so Charlie
1: is outside looking in you know aimlessly just wanting to be inside there um but he does pick up his newspapers because he does have a paper delivery route, um, which is not mentioned in the book. He does not have a job in the book. No, he
0: just like walks back and forth from school, I think is correct what it's described as.
1: So on the way home um, from his paper route, he does walk past um, the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. Um, and it does look like it's, you know, very abandoned almost. Um, and this kind of creepy man like stops to tell him, you know, no one goes in and then no one comes out. And in the book, it's Grandpa Joe that actually says yeah, that. Yeah, because
0: he actually gives Charlie and the rest of the family like a rundown of mm-hmm. like the history of Willy Wonka, how, you know, he was really popular and like, you know, the the, the factory was super bustling, but then they had an issue where they mm-hmm. were finding out like spies were coming in. So then he shut everything down mm-hmm. and, you know, no one was going in and out. No one knew how things were getting made. But one day, you know, packages started arriving at all these places which we don't get any of that. It's very much like, okay, he hasn't been around, but like now he is. (laughs) Yeah.
1: One thing that I kind of missed in the movie, in the book, they talk about a lot of how when Charlie walks by, he just gets this like waft of chocolate Mm -hmm. And like how, and he describes it in the book. He's like, he can, he, he stands there a he's so hungry that he just smells it. And he like hopes that he can actually like taste it and feel it going in. And it be amazing. It was so like descriptive in the book. And I just thought it would have been kind of, even though we couldn't smell it. Yeah. Like to be able to see like that kind of would have been kind of cool. Do you know how
0: many calories I could save if I could just smell something and then be full? Exactly. Or chew the gum. Or chew the gum. (laughs) You
1: know? So So Charlie gets home. Um, and this is where we get to meet his family. So he has four grandparents, um, who all have been in the same bed, (laughs) sleeping in the same bed and have not left that bed in 20 years.
0: What I want to know is how are they going to the bathroom?
1: Bedpans. I'm sure. Yikes. Which is gross because the mom actually has a job too. So she's not there all the time. It's kind of weird. We find out that they're very, very poor. They basically eat just cabbage water and, um, and whatnot. Charlie has just gotten paid for the first time from his paper out. So he brings, um, you know, brings a loaf of bread home and, and it's just like, you can tell how bad off they are.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, Charlie has a dad. Yeah. He's Surprise. there. Surprise. He's there. I, I forgot to pay attention to the movie to see if they even mentioned the dad. Do they, they just said something about like since his dad isn't here or his dad's
1: not around yeah. or the boy doesn't have a dad his or dad, something like yeah, that. Yeah, His
0: dad is very much present in the book. He works mm-hmm. at a toothpaste factory mm-hmm. where he screws on the caps yeah. to the toothpaste, which <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. There's machines for that now. Um, But yeah, he's very much in the movie or in the book. He's the one that brings the paper home to like tell the family who all, mm-hmm. who, who got all the golden tickets. Like he's very much involved in yeah. the family.
1: <laughs> yeah. So not sure why they took him out. I Maybe. I mean, Maybe they just thought it added to the hardship of the family. I
0: guess. Not sure.
1: But anyways, uh, Grandpa or Charlie tells Grandpa Joe about kind of the creepy man that stopped him outside of the building. And so he wants to, you know, know more about the chocolate factory. So this is kind of the scene what you were yeah. just talking about. But we don't get as much, you know, detail. detail. But in this story, when he's talking about it, though, he does mention Slugworth. Mm-hmm. And that Slugworth was supposedly the one who really stole the chocolate and went on to, or the recipes to, and then he went to go make his own chocolate. Um, another thing we don't get in the movie, we also don't get the story, which I can see why about the Indian, uh, Prince.
0: Oh yeah. He tells a story about how, um, this Indian Prince asked Wonka to commission a giant castle out of chocolate. And he's like, okay, like I'll do it for you. But you're going to want to eat it like right away because it'll yeah. melt. And he's like, what do you mean eat it? Like, I'm going to live in it. It's going to be lavish. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. And then eventually, you know, the, the
1: it melts. Castle, <laughs>
0: castle melted as it should have. But I guess he hadn't figured out the solution to make chocolate not melt yet. Right. Evidently.
1: <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> yeah. m ms were not built yet. <laughs> <laughs> they um, melt in your
0: mouth, not in your hand. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. So now we're at school. Um, with Charlie, and we don't actually get any school scenes in the book. Nope. Um, we know that he's in school, but in the movie, we actually get these school scenes. Um, and Charlie's like helping his teacher with like a science experiment, and this kid like runs in and talks about how Willy Wonka's going to be opening the factory, and that there's these five golden tickets hidden in five Wonka bars across the world. So the teacher's like, "Okay, school's out. Let's go find these." <laughs> So, yeah, I think in the book, it's like his dad that or yeah. they
0: hear it on the news or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his dad either brings a paper home or they they, they hear it on the radio or something. But it's, it's they're at home and they find out that this has become a thing.
1: Yeah. So we find out that there's going to be five winners that get a lifetime supply of chocolate and then also get um, escorted into the factory for a very private tour. The first golden ticket is found. It's in Germany. By a young boy named Augustus Gloop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and every time somebody finds a golden ticket, it's like media frenzy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, things never change. And so while they're talking to Augustus and his mom, uh, this kind of like creepy man comes and like whispers something in his ear. So if you know the story, we know that this is supposedly Slugworth. Mm-hmm. This is not, this whole storyline is not in the book. No,
0: Slugworth is mentioned in the book that he's the competitor or whatever. And I think even Willy Wonka says it at one point in the book. But yeah, they like went one level up and actually created this like fake character who, well not fake, but like brought him essentially to life, which isn't the case.
1: Yeah, because we find out that what he is whispering in all of these kids ears is that they want him to want these kids to steal an everlasting gobstopper so he could steal the recipe. Mm-hmm. So I kind of liked it.
0: I mean that they added it.
1: Yeah, I mean I think it kind of just adds another layer to it. It makes it ends up makes the end make a little more sense. More I guess. sense, yeah,
0: because the end is different, right, from book to movie. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. guess if you add this piece, then you have to add what happens right. at the end. So yeah.
1: So now it's Charlie's birthday, um, and he gets a brand new scarf from his grandparents and one Willy Wonka bar. Um, but unfortunately, so sad. Want womp, womp.
0: It's not even a bar, it's a like uh Marshmallow marshmallow pie yeah. or something. Which I was like I guess maybe they didn't tell everyone that like these are the bars that they that the golden tickets would right. be in. Because he's got all different types of yeah, you know, chocolates and stuff like that. But I guess. Yeah, if Charlie you don't know,
1: buy I think Charlie buys a total of three bars and two of them are not like the main. The actual bar the actual bar, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so now we are at a peanut factory (laughs) and it, you see a bunch of women opening just boxes and boxes and boxes of these chocolate bars. Um, and we find out that this is Veruca Salt's dad's factory. They have opened 760,000 bars of chocolate. Um, and they finally find one. Um, and we find out very quickly that Veruca is, the worst. The world's biggest spoiled brat. Right. But the dad the also enables it. Well, yeah. They always do. <laughs> so, but after they find it, same creepy man comes up and talks to her as well. <laughs> I'm like, how does he know when these are going
0: to be found? Could you ma- Right. And also, like, how does he get to these places so quickly? So anyway, fast. um, would you, could you imagine working at a um, peanut shelling factory
1: where oh all you gosh. did all day
0: was shell peanuts?
1: Sounds awful. <laughs> like, awful but like, i'm sure that was a thing but that's that's what i'm saying like it's all like these, the toothpaste caps. yeah all
0: these like factories and stuff where like people used to do the jobs that mm-hmm. now you know now that machines, machines do. do it's crazy Ugh.
1: so the bars are now getting sold out literally everywhere like and we get these like little tidbits that they mention kind of in the move or in the book that they for whatever reason put little scenes in and i feel it's like it was like, like to
0: break up the golden ticket
1: I guess, but yeah, so he's like a man trying to, like, use a computer to find out where the last tickets are, and, like, it doesn't work, and, like, there's these little things here and there. Um, But now we find out that the third ticket has been found um, by Violet Beauregard in Montana, and her dad is the world's best um, used car salesman. Obviously. Um, We also find out that she's a gum chewer, and she has the world record of gum chewing, and it is the grossest thing you ever see.
0: Yeah, like... (laughs) She puts it behind her ear so gross. whenever she eats anything else. And I'm just thinking like, I already feel like gum loses its taste so quickly. If you consistently eat the same or right. chew the same gum for God knows how long, like I can't even so imagine. Gross. So can't. gross.
1: But after, uh, during the media frenzy, same guy comes up to talk to her. Charlie goes to his mom's work now. Um, and to tell her, you know, there's only two tickets left. He's super sad. Um, mom sings this sad song. Cheer
0: up Charlie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, which is not in the book. No. So not sure why we needed that, but here we are. Uh, we now find out that the fourth golden ticket has been found from right here in Arizona in a made up town, in a made up town by a made up from a made up kid named <laughs> Mike TV. Um, he loves to watch TV. Um, he loves Westerns and killing, yeah. which is very disturbing. Um, I think in the book he likes, it's like gangster movies. And in the book, movie. It's
0: more Western. Well, he says he loves anything with guns, but specifically gangster movie. Yes. (laughs) Very disturbing.
1: Um, but once again, same guy is actually in their house at this point (laughs) and comes to talk to him. So now we're back with Charlie and his family and grandpa Joe has actually used the tobacco money that Charlie gave him, um, from his paper route, um, to buy one more golden or one more chocolate bar for Charlie. And you just like really hope it's there, but it's not. But it's not. Very sad. Very sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that does happen in the book and the movie.
0: I think in the book, he just gives him the money, is like, here, go buy your own. Because yeah. Grandpa Joe has not left the bed, remember? So, right. like, who bought the bar in the movie? The mom's? Maybe. 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 I don't
1: know. So we now see that like the last box of Willy Wonka bars in the UK is being auctioned off for like a crazy amount of money. <laughs> like this woman's husband is been kidnapped and the ransom is for like Wonka bar. <laughs> so I love it. it's and just she, like, like
0: debates whether or not she actually wants like, to give the bars away. Like he'll be fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so now we find out that the fifth golden ticket has been found in South America dot, 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 or, or has, has it. <laughs> it? <laughs> so in the book, there is a fake ticket.
0: Yeah. I can't remember where the guy's supposed to be from or the person. I think they just made it up though. Right. Similar to this. They, yeah. But like, it's
1: like really early on. Like, it's not like the The last last one. I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and then at this point in the book, um, which we don't get in the movie, because I mean, the movie, they're they're already poor. We know that. But like the book harps on the fact like they've started to really start starving. Yeah. And like they their rations are not making do the Mm -hmm. mom and dad like really like give up their own food so that Charlie can eat. Mm -hmm. Like it's getting pretty dire at this. And
1: it's like two months or something. It's a
0: long time. Yeah.
1: So and it gets like really cold. Like yeah, we don't get any of that in in the movie. So after that fake ticket was found, um, which we don't know it's fake yet, Char- we do see Charlie in bed crying, and then he's at school the next day, and the t- the teachers trying to explain percentages to them. And I just kept thinking, I'm like, this is why I failed math in college <laughs> because it's all dependent on like if you have a good math teacher. And yeah. I was like, this is the guy that would have made me fail math. Yeah. Um. But anyways, there. You know, he asks all the kids, like, how many bars of chocolates did you open? And Charlie's like, two. And he's like, 200? He's like, no, like, literally two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, one, two.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but, again, none of that happens in the book. So, after school, Charlie is walking home. And he looks down in, like, the drainage ditch. And he sees a couple coins. Um, And he's like, oh, man, my family could really use it. But he's like, mm. Also, chocolate sounds really good. (laughs) And it makes more sense in the book because he finds the coins in the book Mm -hmm. and he immediately goes and he's just hungry. He's so hungry. So he goes and buys this bar. Like
0: in the movie, it's just kind of like you don't get that same sense of starvingness. Well, his motivation to me in the movie is like, I'm still trying to find this right this exactly ticket, even though technically did they announce yet that the guy was fake the no. Paraguay guy so maybe he just I don't know what he was thinking but yeah very much so like in the book like mm-hmm. he just needs some sort of sustenance and right. the poor kid he's a kid so of course mm-hmm. it's like candy obviously yeah. not a full-blown meal <laughs> right
1: so he goes and buys a bar he like scarfs it down and then he's like depending or he's like You know, should I buy another one? He's like, all right, I'm going to buy one more for Grandpa Joe. So he actually buys like the main Wonka chocolate Mm -hmm. bar at this point. So as he's walking out, though, they find out that the golden ticket from the fifth, the fifth golden ticket was actually fake. So as Charlie overhears this, he's like, oh, maybe I should open this one. But wait, there's a chance. There's a chance. And lo and behold, (laughs) he's got the golden ticket. So he gets mobbed by all the people on the street and then he runs home um and I'm like oh my god stop waving it around well, like put it in your
0: pocket, kid. Well, and like in the book, it made a little bit more sense. He opens the bar like right in the the shop yeah. where it's more bustling, more like people are walking around. So it's more obvious that he has it. Yeah. In the movie, he's clearly in a corner somewhere. And mm-hmm. this lady, I don't know what she was snooping on, but she's like, right. wait a minute, you have the ticket. You have it. Come
1: here. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what a coincidence that the last one was found in the town where the chocolate factory is. <laughs> well, I feel like that's
0: got to happen, right? you got to mm-hmm. put one at least one in your own you town. think,
1: right? You'd think. Um, so while he's on his way home, he gets stopped by the creepy guy. We find out that it is Slugworth. He is the president of Slugworth Chocolate, and he tells Charlie that while he's in the factory, he would like him to steal an everlasting gobstopper so he can steal the recipe. And if he does, he will give his family ten thousand pounds, which is a lot of money back then.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of of money to me right now. Well, it's a lot of money to Charlie's family specifically. Correct. So he gets home.
1: He shows his family and Grandpa Joe that he's got the golden ticket. um, And they read it. And they find out that you can bring one guest with you. And that it's like tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, and by the way, it's tomorrow.
0: Lucky you found that today. (laughs) Right.
1: So Grandpa Joe is like, all right, well, let me see if I can. Stand up, because I really want to go. And he, like, falls over. And then this is the, you know, famous I got a
0: golden ticket song. This is the part I didn't understand. Because in the book, everyone's allowed to bring two guests. Correct. So Grandpa Joe's like, yeah, I'll go. Mm -hmm. Why did they not send somebody else? Like, why didn't his dad also go?
1: Well, I think it was something, like, the dad was going to have to work. Okay. And then the mom couldn't leave the rest of the grandparents, is what it said or whatever. But, yeah, they... They do take so everybody else ends up taking to like their mom and their dad right. or whatever. I'm so happy they left that out. And it was just one because I feel like there would have been way too many people. That's true. In the movie. Yeah, so it, it made was not sense. Needed. Like yeah.
0: a lot of the lines that like their other person had, they just gave it to that right. one person. Which exactly.
1: Is so Charlie does tell um, Grandpa Joe about Slugworth, too, and and the offer. So he is very aware of it.
0: One thing um, I want to say, I like that the golden ticket findings were pretty much on par with what happens yeah. in the book. The piece that I didn't understand, like every single person gets swarmed by reporters. Like they mm-hmm. get the interview, they get all this stuff in the yeah. book. So does Charlie. Yeah. But we don't see it in the movie. Yeah. I, I didn't know. understand like why they wouldn't have shown that as well. Yeah. To give him a little bit of like, hey, here yeah. buddy, here's like, your like not? five minutes of fame. You're totally <laughs> right. I guess I didn't even
1: notice that. Yeah. But yeah, he with. They're like, okay, too, we don't, too, we don't care. Too close to, to too soon.
0: Actual time. Well, like, my be thing there. was,
1: I'm like, well, if you wouldn't have found it, like, were they just gonna give out the four? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, you have to physically find it. I otherwise, guess. <laughs> could you imagine being like someone who found it like the day after? Yeah, that'd be pretty awful. I'd be really upset. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I would have um, written a very um, strongly, strongly worded, worded, worded <laughs> letter to the Willy Wonka factory.
1: So. We're now, it's like the day of, it's like the freaking like presidential inauguration at the <laughs> Wonka factory and they're outside the factory. It's 10 a.m. The bell rings and out walks Willy Wonka and he's walking and he's limping on this cane and then all of a sudden he stumbles, he tumbles, he does a somersault and then he pops up and he's the amazing Willy Wonka that they always thought he would be.
0: Um, He has a goatee in the book. He does. Why?
1: He has a goatee in the book and a black hat. Gene Wilder has no goatee and a brown hat. Do you think
0: it's because Gene Wilder couldn't grow
1: a goatee? He would have looked really weird with a goatee, but they also don't give Johnny Depp a goatee either. True. So. I actually don't feel like the goatee works for this character. You know who could have been a good, <laughs> if you want to go with the goatee, you know who could have made a good Willy Wonka mm. is Benedict Cumberbatch. Why? Because like, think about it. Like he's thin, like Willy Wonka was supposed to be. I'm he just has so the goatee. tired of him being in everything. <laughs> <laughs> were you so tired of johnny depp being and everything probably not
0: he's not in everything
1: he was for a while yeah see how like, that turned out <laughs> have you been watching the trial stuff? no
0: but i did not know all the details <laughs> apparently twitter and tiktok and everything is like so in favor of him and i'm like Ugh. are we forgetting the fact that he is still like he did these things he didn't like magically not do them yeah but it's just like the w-
1: <laughs> it's just coming to light though it's like there's always two sides to every story.
0: There is. Uh, I don't. We, this episode is not the place <laughs> to get into this, so we'll we'll spare no. You all.
1: But it's just one of those things. Like he's. The, I keep saying, I'm like, it's got to be so crazy to like be a juror in that trial and not oh, yeah. think that it's you're watching a movie.
0: There's not a chance that I would have made it. Uh, that I would have um, succeeded in getting on to this jury right. because I am so biased. <laughs> And I know way too much about him. And <laughs> <Right>. like, yeah,
1: <laughs> that's so funny.
0: That's the beauty. Like how did they find people that were supposedly extremely unbiased and could,
1: well, I saw a TikTok. It was really funny. It was like, um, it, someone pretending to be like juror number seven. And they were like, um okay well she was in the dc comics and i made it very clear that i do not like dc comics (laughs) i'm very much a marvel fan so i don't know what i'm doing here
0: (laughs) i could never vote for her oh that's (laughs) funny
1: anyways i digress total
0: tangent where were we uh they they're starting to go into the factory
1: so the winners all present their golden tickets um they get introduced to willy wonka and they head into the factory um, it's very much like, do those people just like hang out outside? Like everyone was very excited.
0: Well, it's a day of, I don't think they hang out mm-hmm. every single day. I don't know. Also those gates were pretty like, um, wide. I feel like those kids could have just run in. Yeah, for real. Just charge the, charge <laughs> <Yeah>. the Capitol.
1: <laughs> um, so as they get in there, they hang up their coats and their hats and the, like the coat hangers are actual hands, mm-hmm. which I thought was funny. Um, something that they add to the movie, which is not in the book, there's a giant like declaration of independence type contract <laughs> that all of the kids have to sign. And you know, some of the parents are like, don't sign it, you know, whatever. And like, Charlie's like, well, I have nothing to lose. So right. I might as well sign it. Right. So, which totally ends up making a lot of sense of why there should be some sort of contract. Yeah. And then, like the breach of contract that comes up later. Um, but it's interesting that
0: it's not, not in the book. I guess Roald Dahl was much more, um, uh, what's the word? Trusting Trusting, of children. Mm -hmm.
1: Don't ever be trusting of children. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, anyways, they go through like this small hallway. um, And as they go through it, like the door gets smaller, like the hallway gets smaller. And there's these different hallways and illusions and whatnot. Claustrophobia. Yeah. In the book, it's what more described as
0: almost like a maze. And it's like a pretty long, like hallway if yeah. you will like it's not like this crammed situation which yeah. I would not have done well in
1: <laughs> um so they finally get to a door though that is leading them to the chocolate room and he says everything in this room is eatable edible eatable <laughs>
0: <laughs> it can be eaten it can be eaten
1: um but they oh he opens the door and it's just this amazing you know the iconic chocolate room and this is where he sings pure imagination um which is a very iconic song
0: so Okay, I know I mentioned earlier how, like, I never realized how iconic these songs are. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like this song is in a Disney commercial? I know it's not because mm-hmm. this is what Warner Brothers... Mm-hmm. Why do I feel that way? Probably because it just says imagination and that's what you think of when you think of Disney. So, like, what am I thinking of that it's in? That- <laughs> like, it's I know it's in a commercial. Are you sure it's a Disney commercial? No. That's just what I remember.
1: <laughs> Let me go. <Google>
0: <laughs> but anyway, um yeah, he starts singing that and I was like, "Oh my god. I know this song. Where do I know this I know song?" <laughs> yeah. But I I don't I guess I just haven't watched this movie in a very long time or just recently got introduced to this song. Hard to say.
1: Uh um it looks like it was in a
0: car commercial. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> Disney car commercial? And a Marriott commercial. <laughs> Now I have to watch these commercials mm. to remind myself. So then
1: as he's singing the song, though, he like releases the kids um, to go eat whatever they want. I don't know which one I would have gone to first. Probably the giant gummy bears.
0: Not the mushrooms with all the cream. No, definitely not. I probably would have gotten, gone to the chocolate river. Let's be honest. <laughs> you would have been right a boosted. <laughs> right to the source.
1: Drown me in it. <laughs> well, and I'm also like, he gets, okay, so let's go on. So he talks about the pure chocolate, river that's Mm -hmm. there um and it's churned by you know the waterfall that's in there and you know we find out later that it's not supposed to be touched by anybody i'm like why wouldn't you tell them right away like you just said (laughs) why were there not any barriers well i'm like you literally just told everyone that everything in this room is eatable have at it yet the giant (laughs) chocolate river don't touch that maybe you should have led with that that's
0: true it's a good point i mean it's not that it's not edible it's just you shouldn't eat it Right. He didn't clarify. Right. So that was not Augustus' fault. Poor Augustus. In my my mind. No, not at all. (laughs) Also, like, okay, let's keep going.
1: So anyways, as he's describing this river, across from it, we finally get introduced to the Oompa Loompas. And like we talked about before, described very differently in the book than the movie. Yeah. In the movie, obviously, we know them with the green hair, the orange face, the white suspender stuff, or whatever.
0: And in the book, there's very much, like, speculation on, like, who these people are because if you'll remember we got like the backstory of like nobody has been in or out of the factory for over 10 years and Mm -hmm. la-di-da-di-da but they know someone's making these these candies and these chocolates so like there's so much speculation around like who these people are they even mentioned at one point like they can see shadows but they're very short shadows Mm -hmm. so they're not even sure like if they're human or they're people (laughs) (laughs) right because
1: they are oompas from oompa land
0: yeah they're oompa loompas (laughs)
1: Um, so at this point, this is where Augustus goes ham on the river. Uh, and Willy Wonka tries, he actually, in this one, this is the time he actually like really freaks out when a kid does Mm -hmm. something he's not supposed to be doing. And as he freaks out, Augustus falls into the river. He goes under, gets sucked up into the pipe. Um, and then so much pressure builds up that he gets shot up the pipe and into the fudge room. This is
0: how cynical I am. Tell me Willy Wonka didn't push that bit that Augustus into
1: the river. He definitely did. He definitely did. He definitely did.
0: Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you were gonna fight me on that. (laughs)
1: No. No, he definitely did. So uh the oompa loompas take his mom away and take him um to (laughs) to go get him from the fudge room. And also I'm like, why did we not get to see the fudge room? I would like to see the fudge room.
0: Chocolate fudge, same, same. So
1: at this point, when they're taking him away. We get the very first Oompa Loompa song, so we all know the famous Oompa the Oompa Loompa, Loompa doopity do. The book is very different.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, th- they're riddles. They're definitely rhymed, and I feel like they're long. But maybe that's just because you're, you're reading them versus listening to them. Uh, but yeah, the the Oompa Loompa infamous song from the movie is not actually what we get in the book. No, it's crazy, and they're very different. Mm-hmm. Like. This, the ones in the movie, mm-hmm. they have the same kind of uh, melody, start the yep. same way, end the same way. In the book, they're all completely different.
1: Yeah, and they, like, are very... I mean, they mention the kids in, in most mm-hmm. of them, too. But, yeah, very, very different yeah. and almost like, ooh, that's kind of creepy. You know, like, the songs <laughs> are a little weird, but, like, these poem things in the book are really kind of weird. The poems
0: are very much more like, these kids got what came to them. <laughs> See... Roald Doll is a children's, I guess, children's book
1: author. I would have just loved one adult thriller from this guy. It would have been freaking weird and probably great. Honestly,
0: he probably should not have been a children's author, yeah. if we're being honest. Like, the amount of, like, fat shaming and, like, just, like, awful content like i was reading karen reviews and i was like wow yeah you're right oh wow yeah that's that's true like the yeah. slavery like everything about this is actually not yeah PC. i mean matilda
1: too like oh really literal like child
0: abandonment child abuse yeah. like i feel like um the witches wasn't as bad i can't remember when we covered they were that eating children oh yeah that's right that's right yeah this guy was left right <laughs> anyway so now gustus
1: his mom they gone Bye. Now the <laughs> the Wonkatania pulls up, which is the the big boat, which is like, in the movie, it's kind of like this, like, almost like, looks like it's from, like, the French Quarter or something, yeah. kind of like that. In the book, it's described very differently. It is, like,
0: bright pink, like, <laughs> glass. can't miss it. Like, it's ginormous. Yeah,
1: they describe it as a Viking boat. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't they have, like, a hundred Oompa Loompas, like, yeah. um, rowing
1: it or something? Yeah. So very different. Um, But anyways, it sails them across the Chocolate River into this tunnel. Um, The tunnel is described in the book as kind of weird, kind of dark. The movie is freaking weird. Again. It's weird. It's creepy. Willy Wonka is creepy. Yeah. It's very
0: weird. like scene specifically.
1: You like see like really, I mean, he sings, he actually does what the song that he kind of sings in the tunnel, he does say in the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's probably
0: the only one that's stayed The same, Yeah,
1: so everyone else is like freaking out. Charlie and Grandpa Joe thinks it's kind of weird, (laughs) kind of cool, you know, or whatever. Um, But they finally get to safely to the invention room. And this is where all the secret inventions and recipes are being made. um, And they can't touch anything. Well, Mike TV touches something immediately. And (laughs) it's like exploding candy. That doesn't happen in the book. But anyways, he describes his most secret machine ever. And it's from... It is the machine that makes the everlasting gobstoppers. Speaking of, can I have one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, try a green one. A the green, green ones are my okay. favorite. Why? What did they taste like? I think they taste like some sort of like melon.
0: This is reminding me of when we did our Harry Potter episodes and we had to oh. do the ever flavored beans. When I got the worst ones, what did you get?
1: I got like barf and soap. Oh, you got no. you got grass. I did. It was gross. You're the worst. You said I I had to get a green one. Okay, but can we make sure my dog doesn't choke on
0: him? (laughs) I got you. I got you. Continue.
1: Just don't bite down until, like, it feels chalky in your mouth. Because you will definitely pop a molar.
0: Oh, I have had one of these. A long time ago. Anyway. Anyways.
1: Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) So, these are making the everlasting gobstoppers, which in the movie... Not like they are in the ones that we have right here. Um, you can suck on them forever and they never get any smaller. When I when you see the ones in the movie, it's like
0: these... I was like, there's no way anyone could even keep that in their mouth. Like, it's huge. It's, well, and they look like... um, What was that toy that looked like that where you would, like, bounce it and it would, like, bounce? It's like a jack almost. Yeah. yeah like but that. But, like, a giant one. Yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, so this is the candy that Slugworth has told all the kids that he wants them to steal so he can recreate... Um, the recipe. So Wonka actually gives each kid one of them and he tells them to never tell a soul that he's had it or that they've had it. Um, while well Veruca crosses her fingers while she's <laughs> taking it. I'm like, well, that's never going to work. So also in this room is this like crazy machine and has a bunch of food and like, it's like doing crazy things. Come to find out it creates gum that tastes like a three course meal, which I'm like, we need this in life because that would save me a lot of calories because not only does it taste like a meal, it feels like you're eating something and it actually keeps you full. Right. You know, the world's best diet gum. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, miss Violet, the world record keeper of chewing gum, obviously has to ask to try it. Obviously. Well, the recipe isn't quite done yet. Um, so she takes it. It tastes like tomato soup. And then it tastes like roast beef and a baked potato. And then she finally gets, <laughs> she finally gets to the dessert, and it's blueberry pie and cream. Okay, what would your three course meal be? Uh, in a gum? Mm-hmm.
0: I just sprung that on you. Sorry. You did holy. Moly. I don't even have an answer.
1: Um. <laughs> well, guess what your next question is going to be. Uh, okay. For appetizer, going with fried pickles. Okay. With ranch. Okay. Right? Uh, main course would be, oh, man, probably chicken strips and French fries because <laughs> I'm a child. And my dessert would be a pazoki. Ooh, you told my mm-hmm. answer. Yep.
0: Okay. My appetizer would probably be. A giant mound of like spinach and artichoke dip. Delicious. With some delicious, like salty tortilla chips. Oh, so My main course would be a surf and turf.
1: <laughs> you mean not short rib?
0: Ooh, or short rib. Short rib's good too. A Surf and
1: turf. Surf and turf. And I've never then, seen you eat a surf and turf. What do you
0: mean? Turf. When it's on the menu, I will obviously get Let's it. Let's be real. We don't go to bougie places That's that have surf and turf. Anyway, I mean, um, Red Lobster's version of the Surf true. and surf is pretty good. That's anyway. True. And then my dessert would, would also be a pizookie. Delicious. Because, I mean, are you kidding me? Ice cream and a warm chocolate oh, cookie. That's not cooked all the way. That's not cooked. Delicious. It's gooey <laughs> and delicious. Anyway. So good.
1: <laughs> so, so Violet gets to the dessert. And do you want to say the famous line you want me to say it? You say it. Violet. You're turning Violet, Violet. Violet. <laughs> <laughs> So good. so good. You did, you did Thank it you. justice. Thank you. Um, and so she starts blowing up like a giant blueberry and the Oompa Loompas have to roll her off to the juicer.
0: Freaking violent. Uh,
1: which does happen in, in the book almost almost exactly the same. So <clears throat>
0: this just in my everlasting gobstopper was not everlasting. You suck that real fast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, now after the invention room, um, they get they kind of are like walking towards somewhere. And they get to the lickable wallpaper. And this is where they're like, the bananas taste like bananas. The strawberries taste like strawberries. The snozzberries taste like <laughs> Um In the book, this this wallpaper is mentioned, but it's not actually... We, there's not an actual scene of them licking it in, nope. in the book. Um, in this same scene where they mention it in the book, though, they kind of are like walking around and they see other rooms and they mention different rooms and what it reminded me of is the Santa Claus 2, mm-hmm. where Charlie is at the or maybe it's Santa Claus one. It might be Santa Claus one, but they're like showing them around the workshop, and they see like the snow globe room and oh, the bouncy yeah. ball room. Mm-hmm. And this, and I'm like, this is like I wish you could have seen at least visually seen more of these rooms. That's fair. It would have been kind of cool. So but, anyways, um, they finally get to this room that has the, I can't remember what it's called, the lifting gas. Bubble lifting? I don't know. That's Bubble what lifting. I called it. So this is another room in the book that's just mentioned. It's not, this doesn't. They just walk past it. They just walk past it. In the movie, we know this as the famous scene where everybody else goes ahead. Charlie and Grandpa Joe stay back. They take a sip of this lifting, you know, soda stuff. And they float up to the top of this room with all the bubbles. They almost get you know, shredded by the giant fan. And to get <laughs> down, they have to burp. So, yeah. So that whole thing where they actually do
0: it is added. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy cow. Like, that's a main scene in the movie. Yeah. Well, and yeah, in the book, Willy, Willy's the one, Willy. Wonka's the one that's like, yeah, all you'd have to do is like burp to come down. So he like tells them how to do it. Um, but then I was thinking, that's genius. Like, obviously you would burp to come down because yeah. if you drink soda, you get gassy and mm-hmm. you get that out of your yeah. system by burping. But I didn't think it was interesting
1: because I was like, again, it's added and it adds to the end of the movie. You know what I mean? With the whole
0: contract and mm. all of this stuff, you know, that that I did not pick up on. Really? Not with that scene. How, what do you mean? Like what? what
1: uh, You know when At the end when Wonka gets mad because he. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah it's because okay. of this scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, if that scene's
0: not in it, the gotcha. end doesn't make as much gotcha. sense. We also get a uh, mention of square candies that look round yes. in the book, which <laughs> took me forever to figure yeah. out what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, I'll spare you the details, but basically this, there's a room where there's square candies that look round, and these kids are like, no, they're square. And he's like, no, they're not. So when he opens the door, the square candies all look at him, and he's like, look, they're square candies that look round, as in they look around. around. <laughs> Genius.
1: Bazinga. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so now Charlie and grandpa Joe, they're down from the bubble lifting and they meet up with the rest of the group and they are at, um, where the geese lay all the golden Easter eggs. So this is funny. I had never read the book until mm-hmm. we read it. Right. So in this movie, very famous, the geese lay the golden eggs. We all know the scene in the remake, the Johnny Depp remake, it's squirrels and nuts. And I'm like, what the heck? Why would they change that scene? It's so <laughs> iconic. The nuts and the squirrels are in the book. Fascinating.
0: Fascinating, right? I thought So that technically, was... the first movie changed it.
1: Yeah. So yeah, this scene is not in the book, but we all know it as... You know, they have they lay these eggs for Easter. Um, and then they have the egg egg, egg detector that tells you if it's a good or bad egg.
0: Is not it like an egg dec de- is a decator? Egg egg decator. Yeah. Like an educator. De- yeah. yeah. But an egg decator. Egg
1: decator. Um, but yeah, so and then we all you know, the I want it now, Veruca wants <laughs> a golden geek, you know, a golden goose, and she won't take no for an answer. And this is the famous scene where, you know, she sings the I Want It Now song and she uh stands on the scale of where the eggs are (laughs) and they tell her that she's a bad bad egg and she gets dropped down into the furnace i could have told you that yep um and then her dad goes in after her
0: um yeah in the remake mm -hmm. it's very much right to the t on the book because Mm -hmm. it's squirrels they do like um what is it good nuts bad nuts or something Mm -hmm. like that and then they the squirrels pull Veruca down into the thing, which is even better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, and then I think in the book, like her, her parents both go in after her Mm -hmm. in this one, her dad just goes in after her, but it's still like into the furnace. Hopefully they didn't light it today. It's every other (laughs) day type thing, which again, we talk about burning up children. Kind of weird, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyways, (laughs) so anyways, now the only two kids left are Mike TV and Charlie. We're down to two. And that was was real fast. Um, And all of a sudden the Wonka mobile pulls up and it's fueled by carbonation. And they're literally only driving like 20 yards, (laughs) but it starts to like explode with foam. And then all of a sudden they go through this really uh, quick dry cleaning. Um, And it's Wonka wash backwards, which is, it's like, he says it very yeah. quickly. I can't remember how he says it. But anyway. Exactly
0: that. Wonka Wash backwards. Let's see. Wow,
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's so hard. Also, that game for me growing up was not fun. What game? The, what's your name spelled backwards? Because your name's the same. My name is Hannah forwards
0: and backwards. I think that's cool. What's yours? Us. Us. <laughs> I've done this before. <laughs> I think it's. It's beautiful <laughs> should name your first born that absolutely not um important to note here this uh wonka mobile does not exist in the book no nope. uh they actually use the elevator which we'll see mm-hmm. later in the movie but yeah we don't have a wonka mobile yeah. the book
1: yeah right here in the book is where you know we mentioned we get mentioned or we see the elevator very quickly and he mentions how it can go up and down and all mm-hmm. around in the book Mike TV, his parents, Grandpa Joe, Charlie and Willie all go in this elevator, Mm -hmm. like all over the place. And this is where we see a lot of the rooms again, too. Yeah. In the book. Uh, so anyway, so now they are in the room, uh, which has Wonka Vision. Did that remind you of Wandavision? Wandavision, w- Wandavision. Oh, Still so good. It. I, I wish I could watch it for the first time again. Anyways, uh, Willie has made the invention where he can send a chocolate bar through the TV and into your home. Genius. <laughs> so, which obviously, uh, Mike TV wants to do with you know, it's like his dream, right? Yeah. Um, and so he's like have you ever sent a person through the tv and willie's like no and so you know mike's like okay i I want to do it and this is where where willie's like no don't stop you shouldn't do that and he just lets him go it's very
0: clear in book and movie that mike is his least favorite absolutely he hates mike
1: (laughs) which i mean honestly why not
0: (laughs) why not veruca
1: would be my least favorite let's be honest yeah and Violet was probably like the least like Violet and Augustus. I feel like at least Augustus got the short end of the, st- oh, yeah, the stick for sure. He wasn't told all the rules and <laughs> it wasn't his fault, you know? Yeah. Um. So anyways, Mike gets sent through the TV or these like laser things up above them in a million parts and gets dropped into the TV, quote unquote, unharmed. <laughs> and he's this tiny little version of himself. Um, in the movie, his mom ends up putting him in his purse or in her purse. And then the Oompa Loompas take him away to figure out what to do with him in the book. I think his dad puts him like in his shirt pocket his or pocket. something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in the movie, we also are sorry. In the book, uh, Willie talks about how they're going to fix him too. Or aren't they just going to stretch? They're going to stretch them out. They said
0: that in the movie too, don't they? Uh, kind of. Yeah,
1: but uh, I, I do feel like a lot of times more they were more descriptive in the book about how they were going to fix these children mm-hmm. um, than they were. There definitely
0: was a, more of a solution laid out. Correct. For each kid.
1: <laughs> Correct. Um. So anyway, so now Charlie and Grandpa, Grandpa Joe, are the only ones left. Um. And so this is where the book and movie really differ. So this is this whole scene, um, where. Charlie and grandpa Joe are in Willie's office. Cause he basically just, it's like once Mike TV's gone, he's like, okay, bye. Yeah. Like tour's hours over. I'm busy. Gotta go. <laughs> it's like, that's rude. Yeah. So you still have guests. Yeah. So we go into the office, they go into the office and everything is like weird and cut in half and all this or whatnot. Um, and grandpa Joe's like, Hey, how about Charlie's lifetime supply of chocolate? Like, when does he get that? And Charlie's or and Willie goes, well, he doesn't get it. He broke the rules and he broke the rules when he drank the fizzy lifting drink. They said that was against the rules. It was in the contract that you weren't supposed to do it. Right. Um, and now you get nothing. He goes, you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> and then Grandpa Joe says something. He says, I said, good day, sir.
0: Just We're, an awful human. He's just so awful. It's really that's what fun. I'm saying. He's not a good person.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, he's very mean to Grandpa Joe and Charlie at the very end in the movie. Um. So at this point, Grandpa Joe tells Charlie, like, "All right, if he's gonna be a jerk, like, we'll just give the gobstopper to Slugworth and get our ten thousand dollars. At least we'll get something." Well, Charlie, being the good kid he is, ends up giving the everlasting gobstopper back to, to Willie. And at that point, that's when Wonka flips the switch and he's like, Charlie, my boy, you've won, you've won. Um, he and, won in the,
0: the contest. He didn't even know he was playing. Right.
1: <laughs> and then we find out in the movie that Slugworth is actually this Mr. Wilkinson who works for, for Willy Wonka. And that this whole thing was like a giant test and whatnot, which, Doesn't happen in the book. (laughs) No. um,
0: In the book, basically when Mike TV gets shrunk uh, and he leaves, he's like, guess what? You won. You won. You're the last man standing. Congratulations. There's no like like, test that he was supposed to like unknowingly win and like (laughs) make sure he doesn't do things. It just, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it adds a level of like excitement. I
1: don't know. So anyway, so in the movie, you know, he says he passed the test and then he's like, okay, let's get into this glass wonk evader. Um, which they had already been in at this point in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> he's like, there's this big red button and he's like, I've never pressed it before. Um, but it's going to take us up. And they, they go shooting up, 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 up. And then they break through the glass ceiling and now they're like hovering above the, above the town. And this is where he tells them, you know, that he's going to leave the chocolate factory to him after he dies. And he needed a kid who is innocent and good hearted to take his recipes and know that, you know, it's left in, in good hands and then tells him, you know, grandpa Joe and everyone can move into the factory.
0: That was another like sneaky thing he did. He was like, yeah, I didn't want it to be a, an adult because I wanted it to be a kid. Cause kids listen more or they can be manipulated. Yeah. Facts though. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> I'm yeah, very but, cynical about yeah, Wonka. Uh, well,
1: and in the book, so they do go into the elevator and it like floats around or whatever. They also see something um, coming out of the factory um, when they're up there as well. Yes, they
0: see all of the kids with their parents coming out. It looks like for all intents and purposes, everyone's okay, with the exception of Mike TV, who's been extremely elongated and stretched out. (laughs) He's 10 feet tall now. He's 10 feet tall. He's at the very end of the line. Um, Does anybody else get like, oh, I think Violet's face is still purple. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's fine. But she's fine.
1: Um, they do say that, like, see, they started describing Augustus first, uh-huh. and they said, like, he's coming out of this a better person. Oh, yeah. And he's not going to want to eat all this chocolate or whatever. And I was like, okay, so, like, each kid must have got a lesson. But then they don't go on and do that with the rest of the kids. Well, and I'm
0: sorry, but his lesson is was, what, he's now skinny? Congratulations, you're a better right. person because you're skinny. Right. Absolutely not. Roll doll. <laughs> Very angry. Anyway, so, yeah, the, um, when they're mm. up in the... Um, Wonka Vader, they see all the kids coming out and they all do get their lifetime supply of chocolate. Um, And then the book ends with them actually crashing into Charlie's house. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And he's basically like, well, my um, grandparents have lived in this bed for their entire lives Uh or for the last 20 years at least. And so we need to get this bed into the elevator and take us back. So basically he puts everybody in and they're like, what's going on? Where are we going? And he's like, well, we're going, you know, Wonka's giving me the factory and we're going to go live there and i one of his grandparents was like is there gonna be food there he's yeah like, oh, oh boy
1: is there <laughs> like okay but the only thing we've seen is candy you cannot live off of just candy
0: listen you know well actually I think in the book he mentions that he eats cho- uh cabbage or something like like mm-hmm. he mentions that the oompa loompas are um live off of cacao 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 beans. cacao beans um and that's how he got them to come to the factory mm-hmm. but he I think he eats like regular food so I'm hoping there's yeah. regular food there Hopefully. well and then the movie ends not by crashing into,
1: no. <laughs> into their house um, it really just ends with them floating around the town and um, you know uh, Willy Wonka goes you know Charlie have you ever heard the story about the man who got everything he wanted he lived happily ever after and that's how it ends lovely so do you feel like the movie this movie
0: stayed true to the book I mean yeah. Ish. Ish. There's, you know, one or two things that changed yeah. as I'm grabbing another gobstopper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say so. Uh, are you going book or movie? Okay. So, as an adult, <laughs> this book and movie are problematic. <laughs> yes. So, I went with the lesser problematic, which was mm. the movie. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Factual. Also,
1: just nostalgia
0: for the yeah. movie. I yeah. Think.
1: I'm actually a little terrified because Matilda is one of my favorites. Favorite movies. He will undoubtedly make you hate the book. I know. And I'm really <laughs> sad because I love that movie so much. It's so good.
0: Um, so I'm maybe I'm we little, just don't do it ever.
1: No, I love it. We we can't not because I love it so much, but I know it's okay. Well, gonna... let's
0: give ourselves at least a six-month break of world yeah, doll and his <laughs> disgusting, you know. Well then tendencies. James and the
1: giant peach, that's a weird one too. So I vote I veto that one. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going movie two. It's just one of those, it's one of those stories that like It needs to be brought to life and you can't not. It's like, you know, Harry Potter number one. You want to see it,
0: you know, be brought to life. Another problematic um, author. (laughs) Yes. What is wrong with these authors, man? (laughs) I don't know. Um, that's it for this one make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app if you're listening on apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review you can follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at the Boovy girls you can also email us at the girls at gmail.com and like we said earlier we are on patreon if you want to sign up and get access to our bonus content uh, you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash the booby girls what are we covering next week
1: We are doing something that you're very excited about. Very excited. It's called Along for the Ride. It's a new Netflix movie that's
0: coming out. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what genre this is. It's a young adult. Okay. It's written by Sarah Dessen, who I absolutely loved growing up. Like, Mm -hmm. I... I read all that's all I ever read. Was have we read this book? book? Yes, okay. Um, a long time ago, uh, a but along long the ride, time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember it being like one of my favorites of hers that I read, but I do remember reading it. I couldn't tell you now what it's about because it's been years. Um, but well, yeah, the cover has I'm,
1: like a bicycle
0: on it. Well, yeah, along for the ride. Um, anyway, so I'm excited to see how you know this gets transformed. Like when I heard this was being turned into a movie, it again nostalgia just Who's like in it? Do crashed. you know? I they're not to me they're not well known mm-hmm. like teenage actors, um, but maybe you've recognized them in something else. But very excited. Again, Sarah Dessen was a big part of my growing up years, um, so I'm excited to see this kind of come to life and and be adapted. So, um, thanks for listening, and remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. <laughs>